Ah, that's loud. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Are we doing well, a podcast I'm now? I'm ready. Yep. All I'm right. We started it. We're doing it. Welcome to Push to Shout, episode 103, a taped together piece of shit mess already from which we will never recover. We're on Welcome Twitch now, forever. Yeah, this YouTube is about us. time. Um, this is where more of the gaming that we like happens, like kind of gaming coolness. Like I feel more epic at home here. Awesomeness. Like awesome sauce. There's so much awesome sauce on yeah, Twitch. Yeah, that's how I describe it. We are taking donations now, too, so if you just um, hit us up there, we'd appreciate that a lot. Donate to our Patreon. Uh-huh. We don't have one. That's um, the joke. All right. I can hear myself in your fucking headphones. Fuck you. Okay. I'll you turned me up, and now you now I'm louder okay. in your own All right. headphones. There we go. Do you want to talk about Guys, video games? Guys, I do. I do want to talk about video games. And there's only one video game I can even talk about or think about talking about and that's a little video game that i'm playing on this thing here called bomberman bomberman s3 um no it's actually one two switch and it's taken over my life breath of the wild <laughs> single is player, good. the single player version breath of the wild is good it's really 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 good i want to talk about it it seems good it's really good I played a little bit of it at a friend's house last weekend because uh, he got a Switch the day it came out. So I had to drop in and see what was up there. And um, even just playing with the l- crappy little... There's like that half controller grip thing where you take the Joy-Cons out and you slip them yeah. into this controller-shaped grip, but it's still like super tight and close together. Even playing on that, the experience of running around in a world that big that is that pretty and that full of stuff to do and it's it was magic like that is magical video game adventuring it's it, done so well it seems it seems pretty amazingly great it, 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 it yeah. honestly is there's no exaggeration whatsoever really except well okay that's not true i saw a couple videos more than a half dozen i'd say that are all like best game ever made is breath of the wild the best game ever created and that's like all of youtube if you look up like a a regular review that's what shows up because that's what gets clicks so yeah there is some of that but of course there's some of that but like at least with this game, that sentiment can be defended. Yes. Like this, you that's could pretty important. You could argue this game as being the best game of all time. I feel like from what yeah, I, I haven't know, seen a whole lot. You know, of it, you know what you're really good. But um, um, it does seem incredible. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. First, first, let's talk about the beginning. Um, the beginning is basically all they've been showing in these gameplay demos leading up to now. That's just the first chunk of the game. And it's the best start to a 3D Zelda because it doesn't take fucking ages to get <laughs> you doing shit. Like, yeah. within five minutes, you are in the meat of the core gameplay of the game and you never leave after that. It's it's just so refreshing. You wake up, you leave the cave, and then there's a huge-ass area 
with distinct zones and mini dungeons and this crazy hidden boss and like a, a river and a mountain to explore. All this is just in the tutorial area and you're free. You just go, go and walk, run around, do some stuff. It's it's kind of um it's a severe departure from Zelda and I think if you described the concept of the game uh in basic terms to me and I hadn't seen it I would be like, oh, God, what is Nintendo doing? They're trying to go, like, mainstream. Because what it really sounds like is a open-world survival game. Like, the dime a dozen, super popular, uh, cook your own food, build your own shit, survive, all that stuff. And um, it, it's not that, but it kind of is, at its core, like, that's still kind of like, okay, we're throwing you out in this world, and then, like, you just explore and 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 cook food and do all that shit, but they've couched it in Zelda classic Zelda uh, quirkiness and artwork and all the things that makes Zelda great are still in the game. It's just that the core game has been changed pretty drastically, and uh, holy shit, it's like it's like they it's like they're showing all these indie developers that are trying to make games kind of like this but then like half-assing oh. it it's like they're just showing H1 them like no here's, here's how you do it like yeah <laughs> and of course survive yeah and of course it's not like a multiplayer thing so that that already separates it hugely yeah. from that stuff but but it does like it does instantly remind me of that stuff conceptually and and uh boy and it's not it's not just that genre that they've stolen stuff from i mean it, this game has taken influences from all sorts of stuff all over the video game industry from like the last decade stuff that's kind of become yeah. popular and they've made it they've they've looked at it and they've said all right here's how here's how you kind of i don't want to say perfect it because that's a hell of a word to use but they've nintendoed it they've made it this this shining example of a video game and how to make it and how to how yeah. to create something that feels new while using concepts that aren't new and Boy, I I really want to play this, and I've been thinking like, should I buy a Switch or should I buy a Wii U just just for this game? Um, and I haven't yeah. done it yet, but I feel like I, I should. <laughs> Wii U's will probably go on Steve sales soon, but the Switch is very cool. I I'll we'll talk more about the Switch maybe later, but um, the ability to play this game portably is awesome. Yeah, like to just take it into bed or like while taking a shit. It did, the that basic convenience is so nice because you just pop up and you're you're doing the same exhilarating exploration, but it's just so much more relaxing to be. That's able to something I would do. Lie back on. Um, because my nightly routine is to go to bed and then get on my laptop. Yeah, for like fifteen thirty minutes, something like that, and so. That's something that I would do, but but it's also something that I guess you could do with the Wii U as well, if you're That's, in the, that if you're is in the same entirely true, you know, area. So, yeah, I, I I'll probably end up. I, I say probably, but I've said this a lot about a lot of things that I've ended up just not, not actually going all in on. But I could probably get a used Wii U pretty easily for not very much, and just get this game for it, and it probably runs fine. I I hope I. We could probably get into this later, but like it seems like my biggest issue with this game would definitely be the performance, which doesn't seem ideal. Yeah. Um, and 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 I don't know if it's worse on the Wii U. I, the game runs in a lower resolution. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. generally, the game runs better on the Switch in handheld mode. And that's yeah. because it runs at 900p while docked and 720p while on the handheld. Yeah. So it's actually less taxing to run it handheld, and so you see fewer frame drops. And Wii luckily U they didn't to decide Switch. to just downscale it, which would... Right, right. <laughs> Wii U to Switch, um, the Switch still is an improvement, but they actually lag like differently in some spots than in the other version. Like, one spot will cause the Wii U to lag, another spot will cause the Switch to. So it's kind of weird. Uh, the Switch is better, but not by all that much. You're like you're not missing out. Yeah. If you get it for the Wii U, that's um, hugely but... disappointing to me. Though the 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 frame rate drops are yeah very very noticeable in the gameplay that I've seen, and it's like, I, I, it, however, to, to have such an easy thing to tarnish such an awesome mm-hmm. game, I, I I hate it. I really hate that. But but I think they made the right call between the visuals and the performance. I think this is the right decision. Yeah. Because I was, there was just a moment, and this is, the game overall is great at producing these memorable moments just by all the systems interacting with each other and the way everything looks and how you move through the world. And there, you'll constantly be doing stuff where you, it sticks in your head as like an exciting moment of an experience. And I was crouching through this grassy field and it was super bright. It was kind of not like a swamp, but there was like a low level of water. And I'm just moving through the reeds and I get the camera super close to me. And all the blades of grass, they somehow still look incredible and natural when they're right up against the camera. Like when they should be clipping through it, there's like this very subtle effect. It's not like that Fox engine thing where it, you know what I mean? When, yeah. Uh, the shadow or they, not the... they call it dithering exactly yeah exactly dithering there's none of that it's i don't even know how they do it but you just got to see how that looks when you do that in the game when you swing the camera close there's so much attention to detail like that and then swinging it out and seeing like a, an endless plane that seems to extend out forever up until it goes into mountains like from that tiny tiny scale all the way to the biggest it looks so convincing and beautiful and i i think they made the right call yeah i mean what i imagine it's struggling with is the level of scale where it's like you're seeing really really far off stuff in relative detail like that we're not used to in most games especially like i've I've seen videos where it seems to be rendering enemies from quite far off as well and which is important to the gameplay and it's something that you almost never see in games is is rendering enemies beyond your your immediate area, and uh, I imagine that's pretty taxing on the hardware, and and that's why you're getting those frame drops. And I agree, like, all right, you know, you can't you can't scale back the rendering of the enemies or the world because that's so integral from what I've seen of the experience. Being able to see, okay, I want to go over there instead of having to look on your map and and make a. I mean, you can still look on your map and make a waypoint, but like. It seems like the best way to get around is by actually just visually looking at where you want to go. And yeah. uh, and you climb towers to unveil the map. But really, when you climb the tower, you can look around and see stuff. And that exactly. seems to be the primary... That's that's what it teaches you on the first tower you climb. It's that this is a good place to it's like out yeah, and the it's environment. Like how many games now have we had where you climb towers to reveal the map, but none of the games actually 
let you look around and see anything worth seeing. You can look around and go, ooh, that looks cool. It's the it's the whole Far Cry island, but you can't actually see shit. Um, right. it's, it's, it, it doesn't actually serve as a tower. It's a tower-shaped unlock of yeah. objectives on your map. Yeah. Th- these towers actually serve as high vantage points from which you can point out goals and, and enemies. And, um, and you'll also be glad to know, or maybe you don't care, but... I liked that there aren't all that many towers. There's not warp points everywhere. There is one tower per big, like, not cordoned off, but on your map, there are kind of these lines drawn that separate areas from one another. They're not hard geographic barriers, like a big mountain that you can't climb over. It's just that there are these points that on the abstract map in the game, it, it considers it a separate area. So in those huge areas, there's only one tower each. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems restrained um, while still being, in a good way, overwhelming. Like, the scale of everything, how much stuff there is to see and do seems huge, massive. And and, and yet, uh, restrained in a way that I don't... I haven't heard of anyone getting, uh, what do you call it, open-world fatigue, you know, of like... Uh, yeah, I'm going around and doing stuff, and I'm just I just feel like I don't know what to do next, and I get bored. Um, it seems like I, I don't really like the the term open world fatigue because I think it kind of masks real problems that games have that are beyond just the fact that they're open world. But um, and I think that this proves it because this is an open world that game that's doing it right. Uh, but yeah, it, it it just seems like God they they just nailed it. They nailed the formula that so many games are trying to do, and boy what a triumph i i I can't wait to play it i god i want it so bad it definitely is overwhelming and it manages to avoid the bad kind of overwhelming by saying like there's a whole bunch of shit that you can do you can go anywhere and do anything but it doesn't like assault you with objectives or points on your map the only way to find this stuff to do is to wander around and find it. What a novel concept. And, <laughs> and it's so well done and so refreshing. Like, I was on a main quest. It is very early in the game. I'm going to Kakariko Village. And I was told to follow the road north. So I start following the road, and then I, I wander a little bit off the road, and then I see a huge-ass enemy just wandering between some trees, and I try to fight him, and he, he one-shots me. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna go there. I decide to go around a mountain instead. I climb this mountain, finding footholds, like, once every ten yards or so up, and it's this massive, arduous climb, and I finally get to this highest mountain peak, and there's a, a stone, and embedded in the stone is this katana and you pick it up and it's like the the shika's slicer it was some kind of unique weapon name and it said this is among the sharpest tools ever made by man and there's like a little kind of shrine statue praying next to this thing and this is just the top of some random mountain peak there's no indication that there's anything there you just climb it and that's what you find when you get up there and then from the top you can parachute down and and fly around to other mountains or into the village. You go miles when you parachute from these high places. It's like that basic gameplay scenario 
of climbing to this tall place, finding something incredible, scoping out the environment around me, and then just swooping to it is unbelievable. And that's it's so good. That's it's it's a shining example of what I've been saying. Games such as the Elder Scrolls series should have been doing since Morrowind and haven't been doing since Morrowind, um, which is rewarding exploration and not feeding the player experience after experience after experience artificially through a mini-map or a compass or objectives, just naturally through uncovering them while playing the game. Having that magic of the mystery, um, there's something about that 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 old games used to have. And and there's a I've been meaning to watch it. Um, I think it's I don't know if there's, it's like an episodic thing where they haven't released all the episodes yet, but the that Danny O'Dwyer no clip documentary thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. He's he 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 recently split off from GameStop and he's making like documentaries about. He made one about Doom. You've probably seen him shared around. Um, he's making one about exactly what I'm talking about, like that the magic of the mystery of games that that games used to have a magic that they don't so much have anymore, largely because the internet, you know, I, even Zelda in a week, all the secrets of this game are going to be online. And if you're, if you're the kind of person that can't restrain yourself or doesn't want to restrain yourself, I feel like the game is just not going to be nearly as enjoyable. If you look up some guide and follow a guide or something, instead of just playing the game naturally. And, uh, Spe- speaking of guide, I, I it's not nearby, but I had to buy a guide for Zelda. Not because I need one, but because they were all out of switches. Buying them individually, <laughs> they were all out of the bundle with the Pro Controller and Breath of the Wild. The only bundle left, the only way to get a Switch in this game was to get a, the whole shebang: yeah. the Pro Controller, the game, the Switch. And the official Prima or whatever the fuck company this is, Piggy something, strategy guide. So I know all the latest Zelda strategies. Great. You've already uh, read all the way through it. Uh, might as well yeah, not even play the game anymore. Cover to um, cover. I'm ready to just execute a series of instructions and uh, finish the game. But yeah, that's... I want to beat the game. We've, we, I sound like a broken record at this point because I've talked about it so many times, but it's one of my biggest pet peeves with games of like have an objective marker that points you where you need to go and there's no sense of discovery or wonderment or anything. You're just following the objective marker. And, and it's so, it's so refreshing to see a game completely shrug that off and just say, all right, no, just explore and use your eyes to look at things rather than just yeah. the mini map or whatever. What a concept. And um, I have to get this game because it, it, it looks like a direct response to the complaints I've been having for the last decade about open world games. Even the Witcher three yeah. has these problems. And, uh, I, 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 I feel like I have to, I have to play the game that is, is finally, it's, it feels like it's for me. Like it's the single player open world game for me. Um, I, I yeah, God, I, I'm really happy to see that. And, and I wonder, I really wonder whether Elder Scrolls, fans of which I, I imagine you know the elder scrolls fan base is the ultimate like casual video game fan base right but i imagine there's a whole lot of overlap with the zelda casual fan base you know like the kind of people that buy elder scrolls are also going to be the kind of people that might buy zelda and so 
I wonder if they'll play this game and then the next Elder Scrolls or Fallout or whatever comes out and they say, oh, wait, this this isn't what I'm looking for at all. Like, I've, I've, I've experienced how this, these kinds of games could be, and now oh, I'm going back to the way they used to be, and it sucks. I, I doubt they'll learn their lesson, but maybe it'll, maybe we're getting there. Maybe maybe we're making progress. I don't know. Uh, I hope so. I mean, if if the industry were to take notes from this game for a long time, that would be a very good thing. Um, before moving on to something else, I, I have to mention just one thing in particular that's just really been impressing me the more I'm playing, and that's how nature in general is presented and works in this game. Um, the very first area, the Great Plateau, it's got a winter area. You can't survive there without some source of warmth. You either need spicy food or a parka that you can only make by cooking spicy food and giving it to an old man. Mm-hmm. So um, it kind of shows you that you need to draw from Are you sure that's the only way you can survive, though? Because it seems like so many things in this game actually well, have can. multiple... You can. You you definitely can. You can stock up on enough healing items that as you take damage, you just continue to eat them. I wonder if you could light die. something on fire and stay close to it. But that's the kind of thing mm-hmm. that this game like does, is like make you wonder if, like, oh, I wonder if you can do this, and you can do this, and, and, and boy, it seems like they've right. accounted for a lot sure. of different ideas. Sure, whether you're using a torch or a campfire, the point is, it forces you to draw from your environment to progress. Like, it, it shows you that to get through this, you're going to need to use na- like natural resources. And then there's just all these different instances where you encounter the power of nature. Like, you'll be out in a wide open field, and then it'll start to thunder and lightning. And it's actually kind of scary, because you can get struck by lightning yeah. in this game. Um, or, there was one... I just was smiling so big when this happened, but uh, there's there was a shrine on the other side of like not that wide a river. It was not that yeah, it was a narrow river, but the current was fast. So in any other game, I I could have thinking of The Witcher especially Witcher Three, Geralt can just effortlessly swim through the water. It's not a big deal. He if you point him in a direction, he'll swim. That's like every game. This. You get pulled so hard by the current, and you can't fight it, and even swimming sideways is like a massive effort. I drowned twice trying to ford <laughs> this river. Yeah. And I finally get to the other side, and it's a shrine, like puzzle mini dungeon, and around it is like a hedge maze of flowers planted by this crazy lady who like runs her own private flower I don't know, sanctuary on this tiny island in the middle of the river, and she gets pissed if you step on the flowers to the point where she beats the shit out of you if you step on the flowers too many times. It's so good! <laughs> yeah. This is just a completely random thing off the beaten path. There's no main quest or any anything forcing you to ever see this. What a game. What a game. It seems pretty magical. It is. Okay, um... I'll, I'll stop talking about Breath of the Wild now because I could just. Well, I do want to talk about the Switch. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, YouTube user Kroby Cat. Yes. Came out with a video of the Switch having all sorts of issues. Uh, uh, basically, just a long montage of people having issues with the script, the Switch, and I, 
I'm sick of his shit. I'm sick of the YouTuber Kroby Cat's shit. Where the YouTuber Kroby Cat, the YouTuber Kroby Cat. I'm I'm going I'm going in on him. I, I, he's my it's my newest feud uh, that he doesn't give a shit about, <laughs> but I hate him because <laughs> his whole shtick is that like <coughs> he panders to the video games are terrible crowd. Mm. And and every single one of his videos is like, here's why this is bad, here's why this is bad, here's why this is bad, and it just right. yeah. it just focuses on every little negative thing and then puts them into a long montage of, of negative things. There are things. diamonds. There are diamonds like Mario. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's good videos that he has. I don't want to say they're all bad, but I know um, the type you're talking the about. The TF2 and CS:GO uh, hysteria video or whatever is 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 a, a good one. But but anyway. The reason I bring him up is because uh, the Switch does have some issues. Um, like, yeah. <laughs> have you have you seen the thing where if you put the if you put the straps on backwards on the little controllers, they get stuck, and you have to nope. like pry them off. Oh, oh, well, I'm weird... sorry. I saw it in the video, but I have not experienced. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Shit like that is so bizarre. I, I there's not much to say about it really. It's just like. They've made this. They've made this console with so many different parts, and it's made for kids. And it feels like it's so easy to mess up or lose things or break things, and that's just bizarre to me. But um, but how do you like the Switch? Are, are you satisfied? I am satisfied, and part of that is because I haven't had any of these problems that <laughs> I see, but I don't want to say they're not like a problem or anything. Cause yeah. clearly they're happening to people. I just don't know in what numbers. Yeah. And that was actually my biggest issue with that crowd cat video. Um, Cause I, I just thought what went into making this, there was probably like a YouTube search, like defective Nintendo switch or my Nintendo Switch doesn't work. And whatever the intention is, like, I'm going to tell people what the problems are with the Nintendo Switch on launch. No matter where your heart is, I'm not going <laughs> to judge this guy. <laughs> the fact is, even if the defect rate was exceptionally low compared to other console launches or other product launches, you could still edit together, like, a 30-minute long fail montage of... My switch came fucked up and broken. Yeah. This thing is a piece of shit. And well, people, people the ability where you, to like, make can't turn that it on video, and stuff, like you don't know what that is. Like that could be a shipping issue or right. anything. Um, so when I see this video, like the the rocky launch of the Nintendo Switch, and it's a video, it's hard to judge the extent of the problem. You you feel it. It definitely hits you on a pathetic level. Where oh. Um, <laughs> I would really hate it if my Switch didn't work and I bought it. But, yeah, I, I don't know. The fa You could make a video like that for a product with a very good launch and very few defects. Yeah, I, I mean, it so, was brought to my attention because I saw it linked, like, literally probably a dozen times across various, like, Discord and social media and and sent directly to me and stuff. And it's like, people were spreading it around like wildfire and then acting like, Oh, the Switch launch is a disaster. But that's the only place that I've really seen wi like widely reported issues with it. Besides, there's a few things. Uh, the, the the I think the left controller has the IR sensor on it or something, and and it loses connection if you're holding it in a certain way and stuff like that. Like, there's all these like small issues and stuff. But like, I don't know. I I, I just hate that. I hate that attitude of like, 
I want this to be a disaster, so I'm going to to again where I'm imposing where his heart is while making these videos, but I I'm pretty confident his heart is I want to show what a disaster this launch is, whether it's a disaster or not. But anyway, <laughs> uh yeah, I I don't know. I, the only thing that really drives me crazy and again, I don't think that this is very widespread, but this happened to me personally, and so I was like, fuck that. The uh, Apparently, there's the dead pixel issue. It's still a thing that happens, which I thought that was something that only happened like, to really early LCDs. But um, you can get a dead pixel, and it's in the... If you look it up on the Nintendo website, it's like, yeah, yeah dead pixel is just something that happens. Sorry. What a joke. And like, you can't like get a replacement or anything, and that's bullshit. And that exact thing happened to me when I got a PSP back in the day and yes i got a psp uh and i got a dead pixel on it and then i looked it up and they were like no yeah dead pixels just happen it's just a thing that you have to accept and it's like fuck that like what are you talking about it's a thing i have to you sent me something that has a dead pixel in it and it's supposed to not have a dead pixel right no it's just a thing that happens like i don't know how that became this like industry standard that if you get a dead pixel it's just something you have to deal with there's like it's just bizarre but uh, I, I imagine they're much, much less common than they used to be. So it probably isn't actually that big of a, an issue. But yeah, if I, if I were that person, that would drive me up the fucking wall. I would, like, call up yeah. Nintendo and yell at some poor call center person <laughs> because I, I'd be so pissed. But, uh, but yeah, I, I don't – the reason I want to get the Wii U is not only because it's cheaper, but because I'm not sold on whether I'll actually – get anything else on the switch there's going to be the new mario game which i'm sure will be good but that i can probably pass on because in the end it's still just a mario game i feel it's not going to be this thing that i have to play like zelda is um i don't know i i hate buying consoles you're just getting locked into this thing where it's like well now i've got these two games that i really wanted and nothing else i think overall the switch I mean, this is already true. It's way better adopted than the Wii U was when it came out. Mm. So I think long-term, as more games come out, like you'll end up with more to play on the Switch than on the Wii U. Yeah. I mean, what if you bought a Wii U, even on the cheap, what are you playing besides Zelda? <sighs> yeah, I don't know. There's a few backlog things that, that I would have liked to play. Bayonetta, maybe? Yeah, Bayonetta, uh, maybe like Wonderful 101... Uh, I never played Splatoon, but I don't know. Splatoon it's stuff that I felt okay passing on, you know? Exactly. Splatoon is not an essential title. No. In anyone's, uh, in anyone's journal of life experiences. I just wish, I just wish all my games were on my PC. <laughs> and yeah, I guess it already be, has been be successfully idea. emulated on the Wii U emulator. Um, but, but successfully is stretch yes so i wanted to say something about that i'm not just saying this because i've got a switch and can play the game um it's that's not close to good or working emulation no like obviously there's stepping stones and yeah i mean i don't think it's really even playable it's really impressive what they've done right it's it's not playable the game is unplayable yeah uh it's It's pretty impressive though to have it working at all right and right that's very impressive but when people say like look how far we've come look how close we are i i want to say they've gotten to this point with other wii u games before it's an ongoing project it's not like breath of the wild came out and they just immediately slapped all this together 
the Wii U emulation timeline is going pretty quick, but we, we there's still a long way to go. On top of that, audio emulation is not there. It's mm. not it's not in the emulator. They haven't done it yet. And that's important because that's one of the hardest things to do. There are two types of audio emulators you can choose in Dolphin if you ever click through the settings. There's, well, there's three, actually. There's interpretation, which is one-to-one. It's exactly executing what the hardware would be doing for the audio. Then there's low-level emulation, which is still having to simulate a lot of the actual audio technology on the board. So it's it's very resource-intensive and is also essentially unplayable. Then it can take much, much longer after you've gotten to low-low, or sorry, to low-level emulation to do high-level emulation. And that's what every working emulator you've ever used uses. There's I mean, high-level emulation. I, that is often years and years off from the low-level, which is years off from no audio. Yeah. So I wouldn't say we're close at all here. I, I I have haven't emulated mini games at all really. I've emulated Persona Three uh, in recent memory, um, and I usually only emulate stuff if if it's just way too hard to get to and it's been out for two yeah. decades and I'd have to get some used copies PS1 and all that stuff. Games. Yeah, um, and so because uh, I I don't like pirating. I haven't pirated a game in a very very long time. Uh, but regardless of that, emulating is not ideal. And like for example, Persona Three, it's emulated very well and it works very well, but it's still noticeably emulated. Like there'll be like areas of the HUD that are like cut off in a weird mm-hmm. way, yep. and audio that cuts out and in in a weird way, and just tiny little things where I notice constantly that it's emulated. And not a huge deal for Persona Three, but if there's any tiny issues with Zelda, I feel like that's such a perfected experience that like if they had the lighting off a little bit or something, it would drive me up uh, insane because uh, like that game, the amount of care that seems to have been put into it deserves the full experience. And, and that's, that would be my biggest issue with people emulating it is that I'm sure it's like you said, a very, very long time before we're to the point where it's anywhere close to being the actual experience. And, and it looks like that game deserves an actual experience. Um, So yeah, I I just mentioned that because uh it is impressive that 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 they've I didn't know that their Wii U emulation was even a thing right now. Um, so good for them, I guess. But uh, boy, mm, I need to play that game. Like right when we get off this podcast, I'll probably be looking up Wii U used like Craigslist. And I know I'll entries. just be playing the game. Maybe I'll just game. maybe I'll just. Finally, get a console, but I gotta but, buy the I've gotta buy the PS4 soon. Uh, maybe I can uh, maybe I can get away with borrowing my brother-in-law's again, uh, but I gotta play Persona Five. I've got to. Yeah. And so, you're shit. in a bind. I wish I I was thinking about this earlier. Like, why are we still in a situation where we have console? I know why we are, but it's because Breath of the Wild. It sucks. <laughs> we'll it sucks we'll that we still have console exclusivity, like as a thing that exists. It's like. You know, Blu-ray and HD DVD come out, and they compete for a year, and then Blu-ray wins. And and everyone's Blu-ray. And if you're not Blu-ray, then you're not being sold, and nobody's using you. And yet video games, where we've got four different main platforms with games coming out exclusively for each, and it's a pain in the ass, and I hate it. 
And now with VR, we're dealing with the same shit. And it's just, I just wanted to vent for a little bit because it does drive me fucking crazy. I, I, I don't like consoles. I don't want to own a console, but the games that come out on them, including, I want to mention Horizon, looked, it looks great. What an unfortunate. The timing on it is awful. And it's something I didn't even think about until it came out. I really was going to play that. Yeah. But I have honestly no desire to right now, just because I've got I've got Zelda and well, I'll have Zelda for months. This, I'm not gonna finish this anytime soon. This like spring season, this quarter one season has been crazy. Um, we've had Neo, uh, we've got Near Automata, we've got Zelda, oh God, we've got like, Horizon on PC. That's a week from now? Yeah, Persona 5. All these, not only are they Fuck. good games out and coming out, they're long games out and coming out. Like, 100-hour experiences all back-to-back. Like, I, I remember saying, I think on this podcast last year, at the end of the year, saying, well, why, are, why is EA releasing Titanfall 2 right next to Battlefield 1 when they could just wait a couple months and, yeah, they'd miss the holiday season, but they'd have... You know, they'd get the people that they'd, they'd they'd be in the low period of video games being released, and maybe they'd get some people that bought Battlefield One that also say like, okay, now I'm tired of Battlefield One, let's try out Titanfall. And now I'm looking at it going like, holy shit! I I didn't realize that more games are coming out this season than were coming out holiday 2016. It's insane. It's these titles yeah. are just. I wonder. I wonder if it's like the film industry where like, you know, it used to be. It used to be that summer hits were the thing, and like people would refer to summer blockbusters. And then there was like a shift around the time Titanic came out, where it's suddenly like winter blockbusters started to be a thing. And I wonder if like I wonder if like video games are going to start coming out in spring, if that's going to be a thing now, because this has been absolutely crazy. And it seems like people are buying them. It's not like these yeah. games aren't selling because they're not exactly. in the holiday season. Now, to be it's fair, a lot dynamite. of them. Are, yeah, they are kind of more uh, less like AAA mainstream titles. They're all like a lot of them like Japanese imports and stuff. But still, I, I just I I, I've I don't just know. I think it's I think this is the AAA it's been in a long well, time. Zelda, Zelda, yeah. Zelda um, is quadruple A. It's yeah, the and, most and number of A's you can ever put in a video game as far as like experience of game designers goes. Like yeah. as far as the most professional project. That that's kind of the zenith, and, and, of and course then you've a, got a first-party well Sony IP, title, to say the least. Um, what was that a well-known IP to say the least? Oh like, yeah, yeah, the most well-known IP. Yeah, besides yeah. Mario, the video game. Besides that, yeah, Mario and maybe Halo now, Call of Duty. But um, the 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 experience, the the way that video games are coming out all in a row right now and i want to play them all is really unfortunate because what i've ended up doing is not playing any of them (laughs) because i can't make up my mind like well do i want to play this or this or this and so now i'm just like stuck and now zelda's come out and at least that's given me a choice of like okay no i gotta play zelda obviously um which is funny because mere days ago i was saying well i gotta play horizon because i was saying the same things about horizon that i was just saying about zelda where it's like okay no they've taken this open world concept and they've done a really good job with it and I mean, they they didn't go nearly as far as Zelda did with like the 
the the magic of the exploration, but they've they made a good Far Cry style open world game, which is nice to see. Uh, and I was like, okay, that seems cool, and I, I'd like to play that. And cool setting, <sighs> everything is really yeah. neat. Bad timing, or maybe the best timing, because it came Why out right I before and you? people bought it. What? This is just on my end. Probably. Bet you it is. Hey. Hey. Fuck. <laughs> Finally. This, I'll have to edit that out of the audio. This is honestly a piece of shit. It's terrible. Um. It just cuts out for no reason sometimes. I don't know why. I got. I forgot what we were talking about. Horizon. Yeah, Horizon looks good. I guess it's probably good that it came out before Zelda. <laughs> some at least some people bought it and played it. But wow. Like, just get blown out of the water a week after your release by, like... It's very unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but, um, someone... I might go back. To play Horizon? Yeah, not anytime soon, but... You know. Yeah. Pick it up on sale at some point. I, uh, it yeah. seems worth it. It seems like a great game. <laughs> like, it's just overshadowed so much. But, um... Someone mentioned Mass Effect Andromeda as another big title coming out. I, f- I forgot. I forgot about that game. I Rarely do I feel this much, like, just... I don't want to say hatred. That's a strong word. Cold, but I, bitter hatred. Yeah, I don't... I don't want mass effect andromeda to succeed as a video game i don't want people to buy it or play it i want it to be a flop because boy it just looks bad and like not even bad in bad in in the way that bioware games have looked bad for a while now but in a world where other video games are just surpassing it so much that it's way more noticeable and they seem to have no problem with just these horrendous animations and like lip syncing oh and like... and it just goodness gracious and then and then fuck puppets so they do that and they're like okay we're we're still making a bioware game here people it still looks terrible but then they're also not changing the formula at all like it's it's still a mass effect game to a t the only difference is that you're not named commander shepherd anymore and or i guess you aren't i don't know but you might as well be. Because, what are you named? I don't know. But your crew, Revealed. your crew are like the same characters. They're like the, the same looking characters, <laughs> the same races and everything. And it looks like they're going to fill all the same roles. The enemies don't look all that interesting. Like it's just like they've just made another another Mass Effect game, and they haven't. It's supposed to be going to a whole new galaxy and stuff. So the hope, I guess, was that they would mix it up and make it interesting. But instead, they've just no. It's just no. It's another Mass Effect game. I, I just I like the concept, but nothing about it is standing out as interesting. I don't even like the concept though. I like the concept of going, like to, a going to a new galaxy. Going to a new galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that concept, but the way they've right beyond the that, execution, the concept is still just Mass Effect, and it's like we've had three of those games. Uh, boy, I guess we'll see. What really we'll see kind if people of turned are tired me off of them or was not. that all the technology they were using looked exactly the same. Like there's still the car. There's still the, the ship looks ZB the same. There's they've, the same ship. They've got something that looks exactly like the Ark. Like it's it's or whatever it was called. It wasn't the Ark. What was it? The, or maybe it was Citadel. the Ark. The Citadel. It was something that looks exactly like the Citadel from the inside. It's just like the same hub world. And and 
mix it up a little at least. Like, ah, it just seems so lazy and and unimaginative and just boring. And people are going to buy it and and eat it up because they have bad taste. Well, now he's negative. Nancy. Yeah, yeah, I am a negative Nancy. On positive side of things, I finally saw Arrival to totally. Oh yeah, gears. good, good movie. It is a good movie. I I realized what it is that director does. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name. Villeneuve. Um, <laughs> what he does so well, and, and he's done to some extent with each movie that I've seen: Sicario, Enemy, and and Arrival, um, is present the movie to the viewer in a way that makes them kind of experience what the character is experiencing in a metaphorical sense. Um, Like with Arrival, I don't want to spoil it because I think it's still too, it's, it's been out for a while. I think it's too soon to spoil, but there is kind of a twist in Arrival. Um, Why? What am I? Am I muted again? Nope, we're good now. Okay. Jeez. I don't want to spoil it, but there's kind of a twist in Arrival, and the way that it's revealed kind of puts you in the character's shoes in the sense of uh, discovery and 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 um, kind of like enlightenment. That kind of feeling is presented to the viewer at the exact same moments that it is presented to the character, and. Uh, and enemy enemy is the same way where it's like you've got this character with they're trying to sort shit out in their head basically and things are very confusing in their life in the way that everyone's life is confusing and they're trying to sort things out they're trying to find themselves or at least that's my interpretation of enemy it's a tough tough one to uh to parse through um yeah it's definitely more uh like it's super metaphorical and and, yeah obscure you can't boil it down to the facts but um but the confusion of the character sorting through their head is presented by the the movie being confusing intentionally and 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 again you kind of start to come to realizations at the same time that the character comes to realizations but they're not literal realizations of like like fight club style realizations of like oh it was in his head all along it, it's it's realizations that come kind of moment to moment of like, oh, here's what was going on. Here's what was going on. And they come when he kind of sorts out in his head. Well, here's, here's how I feel, you know, here's, here's the direction I'm going to go in. And, uh, I, it's so hard for me to put it in words. I'm bad at that, I guess, but I know what you mean. Like, um, it's something you don't see a Sicario too. You're not, Sicario was the biggest one for me because for me, Sicario, I didn't like all that much. Uh, the first time I really? saw it, uh, my initial reaction was that I didn't like it very much. I mean, I liked it. I liked the way it was directed. I, I enjoyed watching it. But the character, I didn't like the character. I didn't like the main character that you followed. And it took someone tweeting at me when I, I was like kind of talking about how uh, turned off the character I was to the character I was. Um, and someone responded to me, and I, I forgot what they said exactly, but it, they basically said, like, well, you're not supposed to like the character. Like, the character's not 
not your typical um, movie protagonist where they they triumph over something. It's the character's supposed to be weak and and kind of un, not unsympathetic, but you're supposed to be frustrated because they're frustrated with themselves. They're like mad at themselves. Yeah, they have no idea what the hell to do. They yeah. feel in they over feel their head. Helpless and 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 yeah, in over their head and and and. But they still have to be active and do a job. But yeah, but but the but whole really point not of doing them the job. They're there. just they're just yeah. there. And and that's that was like how I was feeling watching the movie was like you're just useless. You're useless and you're and you and you're embarrassing and and I'm really frustrated with you. And then I realized holy shit, that's exactly how she feels about herself. And so maybe someone could probably argue well you're giving the filmmaker too much credit, but no, I don't think no, so. No. I think that's a totally intentional. I'm that surprised you're supposed that to you would have read it with. the way you did the first time. I mean, I don't know. I guess I I, I didn't know what to expect going into that movie, I guess. I guess I thought that I was going into just a casual laid back, just okay. like, oh, yeah. whatever. It's a cartel movie. Um, but yeah, that was the best part about it, is that you got to see this real thing, but it follows one character tumbling through it pretty closely. Yeah. And they brush up against every part of it. Or but they don't have any, they don't like have any they influence have no experience, on it. No ability to change it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great movie. I, I actually watched it again in the last few weeks. Um, boy, yeah, it's really good. I can't wait and for Blade Runner, the, the new Blade a, Runner. Me too. He's I never thought I would say that. Director. I never thought I would say I can't wait for this '80s reboot movie. The new Blade Runner. <laughs> I can't wait for the new Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah, the eighty. This '80s reboot is going to be really great. Um, starring Ryan Gosling. I can't wait for it. Uh, yeah. Uh, but but it's. I mean. His track record is really something. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine a better director to do the Blade Runner sequel. Maybe George Lucas, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he could come back. You know, he uh, Harrison Ford could visit Blabulon Five and talk yeah. to uh, Zorbnar, Kid Fisto, the- and um, uh, what's what's the diner guy name? Oh, uh, uh, not Zabulba. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I can't think of it, but it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> Dexter, Dexter Jetster. Jetster. Dexter, Dexter Jetster. <laughs> and don't forget, um, Droopy McCool. Yeah. And the uh... Galactic Jizz Whalers. <laughs> Alright, um, <laughs> uh, I can't think of, um, anything else that I had to go over. Uh, the, a trailer for the new Quake game came out, and people were very polarized about it. The new Quake, yeah, you know they announced the new Quake at the Bethesda yeah, that's conference that and Champions Quake Champions. Yeah, it's got it's got heroes with it's abilities. Um, it's over. No, from what it looks like, it's just an arena shooter with characters that have unique abilities. It's it's less Overwatchy than people good. thought it might be, but good, good, good. but still, like I don't really know. I don't know about that game. I. I I, I think you'd have to be hopelessly optimistic to to look forward to that game because I I, I could not be more wary. People who find Quake appealing, they really don't want to play a game with unique characters. Yeah, and 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 and, and like they're it seems like they're kind of like the trailer they put out. I think today was like, oh, here's the cool assassin Nyx, and she's a, this cool lady with blue hair. 
and she's cool, and it just seems like it's. Ugh. They should have gone the for honor route. I think that's the much better route. There's no. Um, this is. I don't know what. What's her name? You said Dex Jet Nix in YX, and she's cool. Jesus. It's She's not. Stealthy. This is Nyx. She has a a dark backstory. It's this is the peacekeeper. Yeah. They're classes, not characters. And for a game that's supposed to have some kind of competitive edge, like not just a casual drop in, drop out, Overwatch type of game. Yeah. But when you're actually supposed to think about it and put effort in and uh, be skilled, I don't know. I think classes fit better. They're less stupid. <laughs> It it just what it feels like, and I think this is true to some extent, but not to as much of an extent as people have been making it out to be. But it feels like they really did just look at like Overwatch and say, "Holy shit, Overwatch is so popular, and and people love it, and we need to do something like that." Uh, I mean, the game itself doesn't seem anything like Overwatch, but the idea of characters with abilities seems like a response to Overwatch, which I can understand why Absolutely. that pisses people off, of course. But I, I don't know, whatever. I. They, People have been trying to reboot the arena shooter uh, genre for so long. We've done it with the single-player portion with Doom. And someone mentioned, mentioned in the chat Wolfenstein, which I think also did some pretty cool single-player stuff. Multiplayer-wise, though, I think we lost our chance. We had our chance with Tribes Ascend. Lost our chance. Tribes Ascend was going to be this badass, old-style shooter put into a modern game arena style fucking awesome fast paced leader shots and they fucked it and that was our chance and now it'll oh, never happen they'll bring it back it'll work someday <laughs> fuck off maybe there is that like free to play like unreal tournament game which and, i don't know if uh, anyone actually plays it but there's also quick live is that quick live is also free to play and, and and still available but i've heard like People just aren't very satisfied with how they're supporting it. I don't know the exact complaints. I, don't, I haven't played very Especially much of it. Especially now that they're doing... That's probably another big part of what's upsetting people, is that they're, they're doing this new Quake They've already got a Quake, Quake Live, and they're doing yeah, this new yeah. Quake thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and I think people would be happy if they just did, like, here's an HD Quake that is plays basically exactly the same way as Quake 3 did. It's just in HD textures and ragdoll physics or whatever the hell they want to do. And uh, I think... A lot of people would be pretty into that, um, and it would be very easy to make. But I can also understand, like saying, like, well, we want to, you know, we want to make a new thing. This isn't this isn't just Quake yeah. Three again. This is something that that we want to make unique in some way. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna what do? You gonna do? What are you gonna do? And no, Tribes isn't. Someone in the chat said Tribes isn't the same thing as Quake or Unreal Tournament. And no, it's it's obviously not. But in my opinion, it was better than that and could have been great and could have been awesome and loved that. I, I'm just so bitter about what and happened at Tribes Ascend. the spirit of the game is closer than... The spirit of the game is, like I would say, the same. It's CSL. the same spirit of the game, and I, I think it's better implemented because it's... it's They work... Like like in, in, in Quake and stuff, you have to like learn like the bunny hopping and, and rocket jumping and that kind of thing. And, and Tribes, the mechanic is more built into the game where you can start off doing that stuff and it's fun but there's still this high skill ceiling that you can reach um but whatever i could go on about tribes forever but it's they fucked it i think they're trying to bring it back in some way but i think it's too late and and they fucked it 
and I'm really bitter because that game was awesome. Well, let's just release Tribes Heroes for Androids and uh, go the Go route, Pokemon Go. You can do yeah. that in Tribes yeah. now. Yeah, I you think can that's a good shoot idea. your friends with your mobile app in uh, its augmented reality. Battles. I mean, that sounds big pretty cool. gaming app battles. I think there was something that was like that that was going to... Gonna... splitsies on some apps? Let's end the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, I will probably be streaming, definitely will be streaming Breath of the Wild on this very channel. I think I'm going to vow to myself not to watch any more of that game. I think that's probably a good idea. That's a good idea. If if you if you're playing it in the near future, I would avoid. Yeah, I would say I've had a lot spoiled. I guess spoiled in quotation marks, but like I've seen a good variety of what that game has to offer, and I kind of wish I didn't because I'd rather just discover it. But whatever, there's still so much more I know. So exciting! All right. Well, thanks for watching, everybody. This will go down and it'll come back up later and be Breath of the Wild. All right. See you.